Welcome to the fourth episode of the SO Podcast, the Scotty Officiating Podcast, where our first-year official shares his experience with you every step of the way. Just once again, I appreciate all the love and support on social media, uh, TikTok and Instagram. If you guys haven't followed me there, please make sure you follow me at Scotty Officiates. Those are my two main accounts that I'll be um, interacting. I haven't posted in, in a day or two, so I apologize for that. I'm hoping to look, to get back to the grind within the next day or two. I got to record some reactions, some duets that I need to do and some stitches and also update episode three podcast. I'm going to do not do as many clips as I normally do for episode three, just because of the short turnaround, but I'm definitely going to clip this one. Cause this one's a banger for you guys. With that being said, the episode we're going to be talking about my first game in my scrimmages uh, breakdown. Yes, I did say scrimmages. This was kind of a last minute thing that I didn't really know about going into uh, Tuesday. I was reached out for, there was a middle school tournament, which we'll talk about later in the show where they were hosting like a three-man or three-team tournament, and there was about six teams total, three men, three or three boys, three girls, and it was a lot of fun. So with that being said, we'll talk about that later in the podcast. We're going to talk about my first game. So with that said, here we go, folks. On Monday the 24th, the first game I have ever officiated in my entire life happened. It was the most nerve-wracking game I've ever done in my, I've ever watched in my entire life, just knowing I walked away with a lot of improvements I need to make. Going into it, I was nervous as crap because I didn't know how I was going to go. I didn't know how I was going to do. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know the tempo, the rhythm, all those things. And come to find out on top of that, it was supposed to be two games, but one of the teams actually only had a boys team. They did not have a girls team. So we only had one game. So instead of, I was kind of cut out for $65, which it happens. It was no one's fault. We just didn't get the communication to... um, the correct communication from the coaches and stuff like that. So it was interesting that my mentor also didn't know either. We kind of asked at like 345, like, hey, this is the first game's at four. And they're like, no, it's at 430. We're like, oh, all right. Because I think he saw something where both teams weren't out yet. And we just saw one team. So we're, we were, they were kind of confused. And he just went over and talked to one of the coaches. During the pregame warmups, we were trying to go over the book, but the book didn't get done till like two minutes to go in the, uh, on the pregame clock. It's always supposed to be done at the 12-minute mark and signed off officially at the 10-minute mark. We go check it at 12, and we sign off on it at the 10-minute mark, essentially. That was just a terrible way to start the day, even though even though it was the first game of the season. I get people were just – people seem to be scrambling. And to us, we kind of got screwed there because it threw me off because I'm nervous. I'm like, well, is everything right? Are we good? Like, what's going to happen? In reality, I should have not freaked out, but it's okay. One thing we also noticed during the pregame warm-ups is kids had on illegal accessories. Uh, there were multicolor uh, sleeves, and they had uh, miscolor like pants or something, like kind of like uh, compression shorts underneath their short regu- their jersey shorts. One one player had black, one player had white, and so they had a kind of degree. It was a lot of chaos, and even after we told them like, "Hey guys, you guys gotta go fix it." Very calmly, very nicely. They come back out and trying to beat the system again. We're just like, yo, like, hey, guys, like, we told you, you cannot have this. And so it kind of got confusing that I sit there and go, like, we tell them, like, we're not, we're telling them, though, like, you can't play unless you re- have this removed. So that was just weird, that, you know, just more drama to deal with. It took us away from doing the book, 
making sure the ball was good to go. We didn't know there, the game ball came out with like a minute, like right before the game started. Um, cause we, there was just an older ball on the scores table. Then they came, they brought out the new balls in the bag. So we checked the ball ball is good. I did the tip and my tip was pretty good. I didn't really think about it. That was one of the few things that went good during that game was I did the tip. Well, we didn't have to redo it, which I was happy, but I didn't think when I threw the ball up in the air, I don't think about it. I just throw it up. And that was, I thought a good way to start the game. And then the positioning got, this is where the positioning went downhill. I, for some reason thought I was going to be lead first. Come to find out I was trail first. And I learned that a day late and a dollar short. So I was a little bit late getting to my first spot. But we're going to talk about my overall positioning, where I was supposed to be lead trail, all that. I felt so out of place. Uh, shout out to my mentor for guiding me and being patient with me. He was there every step of the way. He would he would hand signal me to move to a certain spot. And also on rotations, he kind of was very patient with me. And at first, I just didn't know what was going on. I was out of rhythm. I 100% looked like the new guy. And the scariest part for me that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game was my first whistle was an illegal screen. I didn't see the number and I kind of got nervous because I realized once I blew the whistle, all the attention was on me and I kind of froze and got nervous and I shouldn't have done that because all of my walkthroughs, I never did that. I never got froze or I never did all those things. So why shouldn't have, why did that happen in the moment? And I let it get to me after that, you, you know, the coaches who, I would say were more than respectful throughout the game. They never yelled at me. They never got angry with me. One made a comment that I, I couldn't even tell you what he said. I really don't know. And I feel terrible because I should have listened. I should have the game awareness to listen, just at least not necessarily take it in or, you know, make that adjustment, but be able to listen. But I was too focused into the game. And that's just, that's wrong for me to do that as an official. And I felt embarrassed walking out of that gym knowing I could have done a lot better job. The second quarter clock, I went to go inbound the ball, you know, start the second quarter. The clock didn't reset. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, yeah, they'll do it. Yeah, no problem. Like, nothing goes wrong, right? Nothing goes wrong at middle school. <laughs> wrong. I started the game with, like, 20 seconds left on the clock. And my mentor stopped the clock, you know, he blew the whistles, put his hand up. He's like, hey, we got to reset the clock. And I just sat there. Like, I felt terrible. And he goes, and he just kind of, you know, he was like, hey, Scott, like, just just take a deep breath. Everything's okay. Just wait for it. Just be be slow. Be patient. And I wasn't. Conditioning. This was an interesting one for me. First quarter, I was all right. I was hanging in there. The second quarter, uh, it started to hit me a little bit. Uh, I needed water during a, a timeout or two that happened in the first half. And there just wasn't a moment for us to go get water. And that's where it kind of threw me off. I'm like, at some point we have to get water. Like we have to be a little thirsty. So I'm, I'm just going to put my water bottle like right underneath the table. And so that way I have it in between quarters. That way I'm not as winded and we'll go from there. I actually just found out my schedule for this week. So we'll talk about that towards the end of the show. Second quarter. I'm, I have a script to you guys. So bear with me. Third quarter hits, you know, obviously I get water, um, drinking the water and just having our talks. Um, I still have the nerves. In the fourth quarter, I was pretty winded, and yeah, it it needed work. I was definitely out of shape. I'm trying to get back into shape. I know refing is going to help, but I need to do it. I can't rely on refing to be my conditioning. I need to be able to do conditioning outside of refing so that I can be in condition for refereeing, for officiating. 
So that's pretty much what happened during the game. I didn't do my five second call, a free throw violation. I, I kind of chalked a call um, when I was lead. And, you know, luckily it wasn't a close game. It wasn't down to a last second shot. And at the end of the day, I am just, I moved on from it. Literally the day after, like, the, the, I went home. I felt terrible for like hours. Like, even till like the, like, it took me till like the next morning when I woke up to kind of feel better about it. Just knowing that, like, okay, it's happened. It's over with, and we're done. So that's kind of how my first game breakdown. I wish I had video, but Kirsten had an appointment, and that's just how it goes. So with that being said, we're going to talk about our next topic, which was the scrimmage. I didn't mention this in Tuesday's episode where there was a scrimmage. Uh, from my understanding, I thought it was just going to be another walkthrough. But come to find out, I, I pull up into the gym, I hear the whistle, I hear basketball bouncing, and it was a tournament. It was a th three-team tournament, three boys, three girls. So 12 of six teams, essentially. Two different brackets. They were just kind of playing amongst, you know, themselves in a scrimmage. And we would kind of swap out in between quarters. Once I realized I didn't have my officiating gear, which I didn't have to bring that. But I did because I wanted to get comfortable in that gear. I'm still trying to look professional. Even though it's a scrimmage, I'm still taking it as serious as it, like it's a game. Shout out to my girlfriend for bringing me a shirt and pair of pants because I actually forgot it. And I brought everything else but that. And when I was going there, I had a feeling that I was going to need this. But I was like, you know what? Maybe not. Then I pulled up and I was like, yep, I need it. Luckily, Kirsten never started the load of wash because I was going to wash it that morning. So she just brought it over and I just stunk, which is fine. I was okay with that. I didn't have to impress anybody there. So I just I ran around in stunky pants and officiating shirt so i missed about like i believe like two to three quarters no i didn't miss much um in the first very first game of the day and once i kind of got my gear i got my gear on and kind of got out there talked to, to them a little bit you know observed took some notes from the game that from the quarter that was it was i believe the third it was the third quarter going on the game was kind of out of reach a little bit and we were just observing taking notes talking about things and I realized that I was, as I was watching this, people were making the same mistakes that I was making. And when I kind of saw that, like, and all these people, most of these people were new, some veterans, some new people, I felt better just knowing the fact that I wasn't the only one. It made me, I kind of calmed down a little bit there because I'm like, ha, I made that mistake and I've been there and it's okay. Nothing happened. You know, nothing affected them. The same result happened to me. We just kind of wait, you know, we restart the clock and life goes on. So fourth quarter hits of this first women's game. I hop in with a female official. I cannot remember her name, but she was amazing to work with. I'm terrible with names, guys, but I remember faces. She was awesome to work with. We officiated a good quarter. I had some positioning issues. My arm for the 10-second count wasn't as crisp to start off, but uh, Leon, one of my mentors, he kept calling out. I was like, hey, Scott, I got, you know, you got to be crisp. And I could, you could hear him as I was officiating the game. So I shook my head and adjusted and made the fix. And all was good. After the first quarter, I just felt like I was working. I did. It was the first time of my experience where I didn't feel nervous. Because I did about five to six quarters in total. And after the first quarter, it was officiating. I was making good calls. I was positioning better. My, I was, my signals were crisp. I messed up a timeout call. As in, they called a timeout. I didn't notify the scores table to start, start the clock officially. So uh, Jeff, one of my mentor, another mentor, he was able to 
let me know, hey, Scott, you got to do this. And I was like, all right. So then he showed me. And the lady at the scores table, you know, she laughed because she knew I made a mistake. And she was very helpful and very generous in helping, in helping me correct that mistake and making sure that I understand from her point of view what I need to do for her. So that was really awesome. And the rest was history. As the, as the more quarters I did, I got more confident with my calls. I wasn't afraid to blow the whistle. My whistle was loud. It was confident. I was signaling correctly. And as one, there's a moment I'll never forget. I believe in this, maybe even the first quarter I did when I was still nervous. I was, I, you know, right hand. I was on the left side, you know, looking up and down the court. I was on the left side. So I started my five second count on my right arm, basically being my inside arm, having my hand up for the, uh, with my, my left hand up to stop, to signal the clock. Once the ball was legally touched, I did my signal to start the clock and I went to my outside hand to do the 10 second signal. As I was going up the court, I could hear Bernard, one, another mentor, uh, Bernard, Leon, Jeff, and Pastor James, and Jared. Jared runs the, runs the show, but those are my four mentors throughout the, you know, this journey. I could hear him saying, Scott's doing a really good job of always sticking to his outside hand mentally every single time. And it, 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 that moment calmed me down for the rest of the day because knowing that someone is seeing the detail – and I'm, that, knowing that I'm 100% doing it right, it just made things better. I had a push call that was, I was in the trail position, which the lead I felt like should have had it, but I saw it and I called it. I went over to the referee. His name was Cedric. I was like, Cedric, did I disrespect you by calling that? And he goes, no. He goes, you saw something. I'm not here to judge your calls. Just so you know, some of the older officials may take offense to that. I don't. Because that's not my place. To, that's not my place to do that. I'm not going to judge somebody else's call. And to me, I'm not. Gonna, I'm never going to judge anyone's call. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to officiate. I'm here to do, call it right. And if if someone's I'm, as long as I'm not ball watching 24 seven, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a call. Because if I'm ball watching, that's a problem. I'm supposed to be watching my primary coverage area. But in the fast break situation that happened with the push, I I saw and made the call. As I was going up the court, man, that scrimmage was, it was amazing, man. Like I, like I, I thanked everyone. I, I let them know that it was a pleasure to work with everyone. I got free Chick-fil-A, which was great. It was so relaxing walking out of that building. That was, I had the biggest smile on my face. I had a moment where I knew I could, I could say, I can do this. I can really, really do this. As long as I keep working hard, I can do this. Some of the parents did get upset with me. In the championship game, I did the first quarter and the third quarter of the last game, and I told myself I ain't doing the fourth quarter because he's one of the coaches was trying to find a buddy in the crew. He was trying to he was talking a lot. He was trying to get our attention, all those things. He uh, there was a moment where there was an issue with the clock, and he goes, "Hey, aren't you going to give me my time back?" And I'm like, "No, sir." And they just kind of laughed. I heard it laughing, but it didn't bother me. But I knew he was trying to find a friend based on other conversations with the officials because the quarter ended and they're like, yeah, don't walk. They kind of let me know, hey, don't fall for things like that. Coach is going to try to do that. Don't fall for it. I'm like, the only thing that I am waiting to hear is if they call a timeout. That's it. Everything else, I don't have to talk to him. Everything else is a courtesy. And I'm not going to, as of right now, I'm not going to give him that courtesy until one, I become a better, like more confident official. And two, if, you know, if, if conversation needs to be made, I'll make it. But if not, no, it's not necessary. It's just a waste of time. So that's my overall experience on my first game, my scrimmage, 
I have another game this week as I pull up my phone. Tomorrow, I'm recording this on 10.30, and the game will be on Halloween. So interesting that that will be my, my, my only game of the week, it looks like, and I'm doing it. It's about it's a little ways to drive for me. Hold on. Where? As I, I got to look this up. It's probably going to be like a 30-minute drive. From knowing where the location is, it's going to be a little bit of a... But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. My scrimmage, it was something that I'm proud to walk away with a lot more confidence. And now I just got to do it in the, you know, just do it in the correct moment. I got to be more efficient at making sure that I call certain calls during advantages and disadvantages and not moments that don't affect the game. Because one thing I learned is I made a three second call on a player that was just chilling in the plane, but he was not a bigger player or anything like that. And they kind of got upset with me. They're like, hey, don't call three seconds unless it creates an advantage. So I was like, okay, now I know. And life goes on. So with that being said, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast episode. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Scotty Officiates. Uh, YouTube as well. You can subscribe there. I'll be posting a vid- kind of a video version one day. Right now, I'm just kind of throwing the audio up on YouTube as well. You'll see me on Apple Podcasts. I'm working on all of that. I got to catch up on my TikToks. I got to catch up on the back end of the Scotty Officiating brand so I can make sure I keep doing this right moving forward. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Uh.